0: (laughs) Yo, that was awesome. I wasn't ready. I was just about to turn. Say something to the mic. (laughs) Look, at. I told you I may need you to pick up the slack today because I'm feeling dehydrated, but I did not expect that at all. Wow, I'm happy with that. Good for you. Wow. That may be the first show you've ever introed. I know.
1: One that you this there. is episode 40
0: of, <laughs> of this one, and now all of a sudden you're like, I'll contribute. I almost didn't
2: do <laughs> to it. To the intro.
0: <laughs> that was great. All right, because I had nothing else other than I was, never mind, I'll save it for another day. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Here we are. I'm the professor. He's ODM. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon U- Music. Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Slowest I've done it in a very, very long time. That's all right. That, that usually just goes to show you where today is. Yeah. Ooh. You're a loud one. Yeah, you're, you're pretty, pretty spot deep. on with it. I had a, by, my nephew's graduation party yesterday. Hot as balls setting up all day. It was humid. So they were there was a chance of rain on the way. So, of course, no breathability at all. Yeah. Not only did I get there at 9 a.m. and help set up all day long, but also played some music, because as a professor does, he multitasks. I drank nothing but water all day. Swear. I had I had a Mountain Dew at the beginning, but nothing, but nothing but water all day, and I was just dehydrated. Wow. And today, I'm still feeling a weird, off-loopy kind of feel, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I probably have some poisoning, whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> um... That being said, got to hang with Little John over the weekend. And not only did he, uh, you know, at the graduation, not only did he make sure that the professor was well hooked up before his gig. Um, maybe you saw this, maybe you didn't, but there was the Boxing Hall of Fame ceremony that happened in Syracuse. And at first, you know, he had Michael Nunn in his car. But ends up getting... Merciless Ray Mercer in his fucking Jeep. I saw that. Ah, uh, and I met Ray Mercer uh, through the radio show many years ago. And cool dude. And I was like, I was the one. Like everybody's just taking a picture. Huh? I was like, can one of you guys just punch me? I'm cool with it, man. And one guy like put his hand near my my stomach. Another one near my face. Mercer was the one near my face. It was cool, man. But he's a uh, what a cool thing. It's because he's a part of a Jeep club. He's got one of those uh, Rubicon Jeeps, right? And you could take the top off, all that stuff. And he was a part of the whole parade and everything, and it was it was really cool. So, and then he brought uh, the chicken nuggets that supplied the professor for one of his best shows in a long time.
2: Well, Ray Mercer brought the chicken nuggets.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> Lil John, Lil John, Lil John's a man. Uh, it's funny because when he said Ray Mercer. This is a total sidestep, but I go, isn't that the dude that broke down in the ring crying? And I was like, no, okay, that was Oliver McCall. I had a second where I was like, is that Ray Mercer? I want to be like, yo, ask him what it was like to cry. No, never mind. Wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two things about this, uh, this past weekend. One, my nephew is a very, very big fan of a very specific musician. And look at man, you know me. I'm a crowd pleaser. If you said, Mrs. ODM wants to hear some Billy Joel, I'm going to crank out some Billy Joel. Right. So my nephew is a very big uh, A lot of the kids are apparently these days a fan of uh, Miss M- S- Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, God.
0: She has a 10-minute song. She is the Bob Dylan of this era. She has a 10-minute song, and that one goddamn lyric repeats itself. And I learned it from my nephew. Only nephew side did it. But the best part of the weekend, you ready? You ready? When he graduated They played Macho Man's theme when he was on the way to the ring. Pomp and
2: circumstance. Yeah, they typically play that. No,
0: Macho Man's theme. Pomp and circumstance. Nope, Macho Man. <laughs> I, I swear to God, the first thing is I oh, did tap yeah. my wife. I tap my wife, I go, It's Macho Man's theme. <laughs> As they were coming down, she goes, She kind of just gave me a look like Will you stop for You're one fucking minute with wrestling? <laughs> like I was, but all I wanted to do when he came down and wanted to mind, be like, Ooh, yes, <laughs> my
1: nephew, yeah, man.
0: So, all right, done with the personal shit. Let's get into some wrestling. <laughs> kind of had some wrestling into it, plus little John. All right, this week we got news. We got bringing it to the table. We got the day in history. We got Monday Night Wars with a pay per view, The Great American Bash 1998, which had some ups, lots of downs. We're going to break it all down. But, alright man, oh, we also have a movie of the week that to me, last week after we stopped recording, the next day, we had an apocalyptic feel going here in yeah. upstate New York.
3: Yeah, yeah. It and it
0: to me made me transition to this movie, and we'll, we'll get into that one later. But, let's talk about the news. Take it away.
2: Well, if we're not talking about somebody, uh, or if we're not talking about CM Punk news, we're talking about somebody dying. So we're not necessarily talking about CM Punk, so let's talk about somebody dying. Uh, One of the most (laughs) iconic heel figures in the WWF, Iron Sheik passes away. I believe it was 82, 81. Um, I mean, I don't even really know what to say. I mean, he was like one of the first wrestlers, heel wrestlers to have an action figure.
0: You know what I mean? Wait, I just figured this out. <clears throat> I just figured this out. We always go, some of these matches, you just sit back and you just watch. Right. And you're like, I don't even know what to say. Just, some of these careers, you just sit back and you just appreciate, man. <laughs> some of these I don't know what to say. You just read. Yeah, you know what? And let me say this. Fack the Hulk Hogan.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we at the Top of Wrestling would like to apologize for the unexpected interruption. We are experiencing technical difficulties and expect to return to our normally scheduled podcast momentarily.
0: Just to make sure we're keeping with continuity, do you uh, is your mic farther from you than normal? Because I feel like you're echoey or farther. What happened? My mic's not plugged in. I'm using the mic on the laptop. What is this fucking amateur hour over here? I didn't have a meeting today. That's all right. Let's start it over. That's all right. But I I can hear you. I I've been hearing hear you the now. whole time. I
2: plugged in my microphone and, and apparently Google Meets just like, yeah, fuck you. No, we're going to change your uh, where you're hearing things. You're not going to hear it in your headphones anymore.
3: Hmm. I'm Worst sure I'm sure this is ever. gonna
2: sound fucking great. I'm sure this is gonna sound and great. and my
4: distinguished guest from the Middle East is from Persia, from Iran. He is Sheikh Alahani Kazro Vasari, the Iron Sheik. Anybody that knows wrestling knows that it's synonymous with the Iron Sheik. Welcome back to the beautiful South Florida
1: area here in Miami.
4: You're absolutely right, Mr. Howard, because the men, every all-intelligent wrestling fans around the world, especially match of the arena, uh, Madison, Garden, New York, and New York City, they know who was a chap when before that Hollywood Blonde, Jabroni, Hulk Hogan, Aaron Sheik. Right. So, after I lost my belt to him, I'm getting so excited, I won't even stand up talk. And after I, drive, I lost my belt to him Mr. Howard he come in the locker room he says, Shiki baby I love you I owe you one and after that he, he never returned my call back and another lie to me he, he told me another lie, lie two months ago I met him in the New Jersey and he come says, Shiki baby I love you again and he tells his jabroni prophet which is he was my first manager uh, Jimmy Hart and he tells Jimmy Hart get this." Chicken number, are we gonna use him for his show, reality show, whatever. Right. But I hope you have a little bit of problem. He I, he didn't call me again. That's the two times, Mr. Howard,
0: he lied to me. All right, so he lied to you. But it, here's the thing. I know you consider yourself a man's man, which you are. You're a manly guy, and you even just call people faggots and stuff. But then you said in this clip you wanted to fuck his wife Linda? Oh no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Felix, what, sorry You that. said you said You were going to fuck his wife Linda. You're going to fuck his daughter.
1: You're going to fuck him and his son. But that's gay.
4: Mr. Howard, son. it must be you misunderstand. Uh, I mean, I really, I really don't hate him that much. So right. I say I'm going to fuck Delindo or his son or daughter. But must be somebody misunderstand. Uh, I'm a family man. He's a family man. That's a cheap hit. So I talk about his wife or her daughter. That's You're I, saying you didn't do it? No, no ma'am. No, I have the tape of
0: it. I played it today.
4: Is that right? Yeah. But must be somebody. <laughs> must be with somebody else. But but um, uh, I mean, with the and that jabroni Brian Blair. Brian
0: Blair, right?
4: Brian Blair, you are another faggot son of a bitch, no good lowlife. So I want to let you know, you are punk, you are fag, you are punk, little gay, worse than Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. It was great feeling. I have a lot of respect for them. His partner Jim Bolanzaro from Minnesota, great athlete, great high jumper, but that little punk, brain Blair, another little fag, worse than Michael Jackson. And I didn't like him. I didn't like his attitude. He was a punk. I can break his fucking back. Break his back, make him humble, and then fuck his ass. I didn't do it in the Pontiac, Michigan because respect my sport and respect Mr.
0: McMillan. You were a professional. A
4: professional. Otherwise, I was was ready to do it to him all country way, make him humble, suplex him, put him in a camel clutch, break his back, and then fuck his ass, make him humble to he respect our
0: retreat. The funniest thing to me about listening to all of that was then seeing a tweet you got a lot of tweets from people, uh, The Rock, a lot of people saying, you know, the Sheik is an icon, Hall of Famer, everybody you know, met, mentioning their love for the Sheik. And Hulk Hogan does a tweet. Nobody stretched me more than him and one of my toughest opponents ever. And I was like, oh, cool, we can file this under the Jim Cornette Lies episode. It just, I, I, as soon as I saw that, Hogan tweeted it all. It was like, you were his most hated person but whatever fucking hogan yeah. anyway uh rest in peace cheek
2: yeah i i there's the, now, there's again oh, go it, ahead. It, yes. it, it's hard to it's hard to to really quantify without going into a fucking history lesson with this guy if you know you know um there's a lot more i wanted
0: to say but i'll save it for uh, the table that's fair now this past weekend On Friday night, Impact Wrestling was not messing around with Against All Odds. I texted this to you, and I mean it. Do not sleep on Impact Wrestling. They always seem to come out of nowhere. Just when you think they got nothing, you got the uh, main event mafia. They go away a little bit. You got the broken hearty saga. You come back a little bit, and, and every year we get something that's they, they keep themselves going. And this pay per view I thought was great. So, Chris Sabin wins the X Division Championship at record breaking number nine, I believe, defeating Trey Miguel. Now, The main event match of Against All Odds is Alex Shelley, his tag team partner in the Motor City Machine Guns against Steve Macklin. As soon as Chris Sabin wins, you're like, well, that just killed every bit of the hope of Alex winning tonight. You know, there's no way they're doing that. So we go on to a couple other matches. Trinity is in a a tag team match. Her first big pay-per-view match is a tag team one. Uh, I gotta say, there is someone in Impact Wrestling. Her name is Tara Rising. I just need you to know that. R I S I N G. No, no relation to Paul Levesque. <laughs> but just ran. I was like, okay, well, if you want to play off that, good for you.
2: Yeah, that's uh, clever.
0: Clever. Sure. I'm glad you said that wording. Clever. You gotta listen to this. Now I'm not gonna have all eight members in my uh, chamber right now for this match, but you have your you have Bully Ray, Nick Aldis, Moose, several big name talent. Right? They do a four versus four match. First pinfall. After the team wins, the team that wins it now goes to a four way match into an elimination and the winner became your number one contender, which was Nick Aldis. What Hmm. a concept. You had guys who shouldn't be tagging with each other. There was heels and faces on both teams. You could see the tension, but they're like, look, we got to do this or else you can't get to the world championship. God damn, what a concept. They called it the 8-4-1 Number one contenders match. That's,
2: uh, you know, I typically like to shit on anything that I can, especially when it's Impact, but I don't know that I've ever heard that, and, like, I think you nailed it. The tension, it's almost like a Survivor Series thing, uh, but with a yeah. bigger reward.
0: Oh my god, it was phenomenal. I. It was really cool, and I was even happier to see that Nick Aldis was your number one contender. mm Because now he is going to be challenging at the next pay-per-view. The winner of that main event match. I didn't think they were doing it, man. Especially, I watched the match. I did not think after so many different attempts uh, at finishing moves. I just thought that Steve Macklin was going to retain. And they pulled it off. They gave Alex Shelley the Impact World Championship. Both Motor City Machine Guns have been multiple-time tag-team champions, multiple-time X-Division champions, and they both have officially been world champions in Impact. To me, it's the Briscoes to the Ring of Honor. You know, I've seen them in other places, but they shine their best in Impact, and I'm extremely happy that they did this. I wasn't ready for it. The crowd was not ready for it. The pop was unbelievable. And the pay-per-view closes out with your two new singles champions in Motor City Machine Guns.
2: Yeah, I know, right? I liked it. It was. It's funny because I, uh, I was on social media. I don't remember which one, but I remember seeing Chris Sabin wins X Division title, X Alex Shelley New World and heavyweight champion. And I was like, "Well, that's weird." Like, I almost mm-hmm. like because I had to do a double take because you know, I know more about them from talking with you than from watching them. You know, but sure. at first I'm like they're tag they're tag team partners, aren't they? I'm like that's fucked up. So yeah, I mean it seems nah. pretty interesting. It, it kind of makes you wonder: is Alex Shelley going to be an intern or not intern, but a transitional champ to get it to all this?
0: I would say so. I mean, Saban was he held he beat Bully Ray, and I think he may have even dropped it right back to Bully Ray if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, so. Not only did that pay-per-view happen that night, but we also had what was called All Together Again. All Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah, and New Japan Pro Wrestling came together and did what was called All Together Again. And it was their first time being all together since 2019. Pandemic, of course. (laughs) This pay-per-view was way cooler than I anticipated it to be. You had world champions tagging with world champions or versus your number one contenders, but in all three promotions, or you had former, uh, partners, but then they moved on to other promotions and bringing them back and re-establishing the old school stable. Um, the Kiyoma, I I I think that's his name. The one that kicked Okada right in the head. Yes, yes. Um, he was on the opposing team against Okada, um, but then the juniors match was like Hiromu Tanahashi, Master Wato, but guys from all those other promotions. Dude, my jaw was just dropped the whole time watching. It was such it, the, the last two matches were so good because what you did is you took the best of the best between all of those promotions and you put on a show. Imagine that. Could you imagine WWE, AEW, and for namesake, I guess if we're going to call a third promotion, Impact Wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Don't sleep on them. Hmm. Could you imagine them putting together a show that had, look it, it really doesn't matter who wins this who put your egos aside every one of these matches were six mans right and which could seem eh, you're like uh oh, it's a lot of tag teams right but why do you do a singles singles should be a feud a one a real match right with these six man you were as soon as okada got in the ring he was pointing out guys on your team that he wanted from all japan that he's never faced before the crowd was going nuts like, that sounds stupid, right? But imagine a match like this. I just had to write some some things, right? Imagine Roman Reigns, MJF, and Bully Ray versus John Moxley, Seth Rollins, and Alex Shelley, right? Your big contenders and your champions. Britt Baker, Diana Perazzo and Bailey versus Becky Lynch, uh, Trinity, and Soraya. I'm just saying, taking people from all different promotions coming together. It's not about you. It's about the fans. Yeah. Ah. Uh, And that's what Japan did Mm -hmm. with all together again. If you get a chance to see some highlights, it was amazing. And then every wrestler got in the ring at the end as one big, huge celebration. Bow. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. the end, and I don't really speak Japanese, but I'm pretty sure I did hear. uh, Domo. Uh, Domo arigato. Yeah. Thank you. So. Thank you. I had other matches listed out, but I'll leave them alone. But anyway, man, I'm just saying it was a really cool thing to see them put together. I I wish we could get that in
3: the well, U.S.
2: Well, yeah, I guess we'll settle for Forbidden Door for right now, especially since we do have two marquee matchups,
0: at least. The rest may be shit, but... I did hear Punk and Kenta could possibly be... Oh, that's right. Now, you know, it's funny because... I'll skip ahead here for some of our our information for the day, but they announced that your first collision main event is going to be CM Punk and FTR versus Samoa Joe and Bullet Club Gold, which is Juice Robinson and Jay Lethal. If you wanted to be smarter about that, take Joe out of the equation. Even if you want to have a feud with him, fine. I ought to put Kenta in there. A real Bullet Club guy. Make this really big. You shoehorned. Everybody heard there was a possibility of a feud. We've talked about it for weeks between Punk and Joe. You're shoehorning it into your show. As soon as I heard the main event, all I heard is, I don't have to watch live.
2: I I disagree. I disagree. I understand what you're saying and you make a valid point. However... I think instead of you're not going to get the feud that you want, and we know what the feud that everybody wants is, we know we're not going to get it. So we know Punk and FTR are tight. Punk's probably got ring rust again. Fucking, you can set up a nice feud, because we talked about a feud between Bullet Club Gold and FTR and how that has potential. So you can use that. The Joe the just start. doesn't
0: fit as a tag team partner to those guys. He doesn't not.
2: matter. It doesn't matter. It's his history with Punk makes it work. This is, this is a start-from-nothing non-feud. This is, this is our main event. Let's go, and it sends them off in their separate directions, and they can do some crossover stuff.
0: Well, let me say, this Saturday night, there's two things I do not want to see out of CM Punk. I do not want to see you try to dive into the crowd. Yes, correct. And the second thing I do not want to see you do is a buckshot lariat. That as well.
2: Neither of those <laughs> would be preferred. And, hey, what about this? I'm just going to throw it out there just for shits and grins. Samoa mm-hmm. Joe... Is Bullet Club Gold?
3: Hmm.
0: No, mm. it won't happen. Well, <laughs> well, with the feud well, with LTR, no, it won't happen. <laughs> I or don't rump. know. Possibly, but Joe's those I walk alone kind of guy. Except for it's when he's made about Mafia. Hundred percent. No. But you never know. So, you know, I I love how you labeled this one. Please <laughs> take this this part. <laughs>
2: so. WWF unleashes new title. I love how
0: much you've been watching the Monday Night Wars. That you just called it WWF again, right? Whatever.
2: Roman Reigns, new title. Asuka. new title. Is Oprah in charge of the fucking titles at WWE? You get a title. You get a new title. You get it. The new tag titles have to be coming soon.
0: Everybody gets a new title. <laughs> Everybody,
2: look under your chair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Austin Theory gets a new US, t- U.S. title. <laughs> It'd be great. After the money in the bank happens, you pull it down, you sit down, you put it under your chair, bam, different kind of briefcase. There you go. It's funny because they all look the exact same. Oh, they're doing the same Obviously. thing over it's just, They're doing the same thing again. Just wearing. the big W. Yep, yep. And it's funny because as soon as Asuka got it, of course, you know, here comes Charlotte Flair.
2: You know, I always defended the the, the, look, the the look of the belt, but, yeah, I mean, it's now it's to the point where it's like, Why don't you just, like, drop loads from the ceiling in the shape of your logo on people? WWE on your face.
0: Stings the eye. But speaking of championships, one they haven't changed yet is Gunther's championship. He's still keeping the... I still don't even like this. It's been around for probably five fucking years, and I do not like the Intercontinental Championship. I still cannot get on board with it. Yeah, I, I liked it at first. To, but it is. It's just but, generic. Yeah, and he's passed one year as your champion. Sweet. Look at everybody can say what they want. It's funny, like you know, the Keith Lee. Everybody's like, "Oh, poor Keith, Lee, poor Keith Lee," because he had to change his name to Bearcat, <laughs> and then to the Gunther black. thing, right? Walter to yeah, yeah, I got it. Uh, Walter to Gunther. Um, fuck, you threw me off. So anyway, <laughs> with that Gunther, Walter. Winter, whatever you want to call him this dude it's like look at whatever you're going to do with me do it right or I walk I can't say that's the right thing that what's really happening but tell me a title reign that has been less than a year he dominated with the Intercontinental or I'm sorry where he's dominated with the Intercontinental Championship still right now but he had the NXT title for a very long time in progress wrestling he he held the championship for over a year I'm it's good for him some guys are built for
2: that position. I mean, they got to pull the trigger on this dude soon. Can't keep him with the IC title forever.
0: Man, if you want to make me happy with that new world championship that Rollins is holding, let Gunther beat him. Let him. But I'm saying, do it like in the next two months. That just would be do good. it and let him. It just drop the Intercontinental Championship. Who cares?
2: Yeah, that's kind of what <clears throat> I was working towards. Uh, he uh, he is a working champ. Not just because he is the IC title. The dude will wrestle every fucking week. I don't doubt that for yeah. one second. Did you see that Twitter picture he put out for his one year anniversary? It said Smoked like smoking a cigar, wasn't he? He's, he's like on a balcony at some beautiful resort. The, the scenery is gorgeous. He's in a bathrobe smoking a cigar, drinking a mimosa. I'm guessing it's a mimosa, it might just be orange juice.
0: <laughs> but he's not a drinker. These guys nowadays they don't pop pills, they play video games. Listen, I think some girls guy have say. a mimosa. <laughs> um, you and I talked about a little bit about Dark Side of the Ring they're closing the season with Marty Jannetty and I gotta be honest with you I just can't wait for that I'm just like it's funny because if you go back in time I was a Marty Jannetty fan over Sean I didn't like Sean yeah I think
1: I when I kind he of kicked to agree
0: with you. I, I, I didn't mind the heel version but I took Marty in the split right well, you picked wrong so you know yeah, no shit. Uh, I, I chose Crackhead Bob. Uh, but that being said, it was hysterical because last week you texted me and you're like, I'm finally watching, uh, Sonny and Chris for the dark side of the ring. And you said everyone is onion crying. Is that what you said? Or crying onions? Uh, chopping onions. Chopping onions. Okay. Um. Not, nah, I, I didn't really... I, I understood the phrasing. I, I, I never really heard it all too much, but I knew what you meant. And I said, everybody's crying? I go, over what? And you wrote back, Sonny's Spectacular Vag. And I <laughs> lost it, dude. And you said, obviously, Chris. And it was just hysterical. <laughs> Made my day. I figured you'd pop for it. Um... Just so, yeah, yeah. We have new Dark Side of the Rings that's coming out. It just you know, keep on them. You Marty's a, coming soon at the did end of the, the year. You watch the Magnum TA one? Have not yet. Pretty good. Pretty good.
2: Yeah. Nah, I was still crying over Sonny. Yeah, I'm sure every week. You know, you know, out poached of the, side down. Out of the out of the 836 uh, hours of wrestling we're watching just this year alone, um, you know, yeah, at least get to see that spectacular
0: Vaj every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things not making it, um, did you see that the Young Rock was canceled after only three seasons? Yeah, uh, what a tough uh, knock life it is. Uh, he lost like $800
2: million in the fucking XFL. Young Rock is canceled, and he's probably got enough money to live four more lifetimes. But is this considered somewhat of a rock bottom? ba bam bam dum Saw it already. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Stole it! Okay, uh... <laughs> I do want to get into a little bit of New Japan here. They have their G1 Climax 33, the 33rd uh, annual version of this, and and they change things up yet again. Every year it has a couple more participants. This year we have four brackets. It used to be just two brackets with like 10 guys a piece, and now it's really expanded. But this year they have changed things up a little bit. So... With each block, you're going to have eight guys. And they're going to do their round-robin tournament with each other. Everybody's going to face each other. And the top two highest in points are going to move on to an eight-man elimination tournament to really define who is the true champion or G1 Climax winner. Um, and, and I'm going to blast through this, but I found some of these blocks to be very uh, purposely set up, if you will. So block A, you got Sonata, who is your IWGP world champion, Chase Owens of Bullet Club, Hikaleo, Ren Narita, Yoda Chijisoo, Gabe Kidd, and Kaito Kayoma, or Kai, Kayomiya. There he goes, yeah. Kaito Kayomiya is the guy who was in Pro Wrestling NOAH as your world champion, kicked uh, yep. Okada in the face. Why am I saying like things are purposely set up? Because well, you, uh, who's going to make it towards your finals? There's no way we don't have a match between him and... Oh, look who's in Block B. Kazuchika Okada, Yoshihashi, Taichi, Kenta... Great Okan, who is MJF's favorite wrestler in New Japan, by the way, because he's the most booed, everybody doesn't like him, and he's like, I, I hate everybody in New Japan, except Great Okan. He's really good. <laughs> good. Will Ospreay, Tonga Loa, and El Fantasmo. Block C will see David Finley, Tamahiro Ishii, Evil, Tama Tonga, Shingo Takagi, Aaron Hanare, Eddie Kingston, and Mikey Nichols and block D will have Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr, uh, sorry, Zack Sabre Jr, Toru Yano, Jeff Cobb, Shane Haste and Alex Coughlin. So again, out of that we will end up getting a eight man tournament and that will be done in Nightly form, so the quarterfinals will be done one night, all semifinals done one night, and then the finals at the end. I like this. I, I'm I'm okay with a change up with your tournaments. The, it kind of keeps it from being stale. We've seen some great G one climax matches. I mean, we always talk about the 2018, I think it was the their 2017. The Kenny Omega run was just sick. In the year after, so this I, I'm okay with. I wouldn't mind seeing you know you have your round robin but then you get to fight the other guys and the other one too to prove that you are the best out of everybody
2: this is yeah i i I like this setup the g1 climax is kind of like the 24 hour at le mans which just finished by the way (laughs) Um, but i mean it's kind of like this it's a spectacle it's a big deal it's the royal rumble on steroids it's yep it really is something it's a chance to showcase everybody
0: well, it's kind of more like King of the Ring on steroids, too. Fine, like, everybody's going to fight Whatever. Oh, piss off. <laughs> but that being said, to make this even more impactful, all uh, regular round-robin matches have been cut from 30-minute time limits to 20-minute time oh, limits. Okay. They're trying to make it more like it's a, a impact, but it's also a race to get your points. Yeah, it's a race, And maybe yeah. you'll get ties. It's, I'm all for it. I'm excited about this
2: I, Yeah, based on that, I'd almost do 10-minute matches. Mm. Save the big matches Not new for Japan. the tournament. It's new Fair game. enough. Yeah, you
0: know. Well, speaking of people getting it wrong, let's talk about last week here in the U.S. Um, <laughs> uh, look at on Raw. Seth Rollins had his very first defense And it was against Damian Priest What I found Very interesting is that there's already A rift now between Finn Baylor And Damian Priest Finn tried to get involved But when they went off air Rollins had said Someone's gotta
4: come out here and <laughs> shake my hand Ring <laughs> I, You
0: know, I, of all the impressions I can do, that's the only one Uh, And off air, Damian Priest does come out and shake Seth Rollins' hand. Oh. So could we get a split with Judgment Day? We'll find out. But the next night on NXT, so I don't know if, you know, kayfabe pal when we're recording, Brom Breaker challenged Seth Rollins for said championship. So we could have that on Monday Night Raw as well.
2: You know, I saw that, and I thought, you know, they didn't call Braun up, they didn't call Braun up, he lost the title, he did a challenge for a rematch, didn't get it back. What if this is your way to get Braun to the main roster and just put the fucking title on him?
0: It would be one of the biggest upsets in history. It'd be pretty big. Oh my god, you just made me want to watch Raw tonight. <laughs> that's amazing, and I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I'll still watch the That's highlights. two
2: things i called today, and, and I've got more. Actually, no, I don't think Okay,
0: all it. right. Oh, well, look at you bringing stuff to the table besides uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> so, How am
2: I sounding? Okay? All right? Hey, you are all right. right.
0: I mean, I, I can hear you, and that's the issue. <laughs> I can so, look at you. This past Wednesday, Dynamite had a big meh to it to me. Yeah, I was okay with whatever, but... Adam Cole and MJF, their promo, a good 15-minute. It reminded me of Punk and MJF, obviously. It's just that perfect back and forth. And it's funny because Adam Cole said the same shit to MJF. Wow, man. Like, he didn't use the exact wording that Punk did, but Mm. you're just using low-hanging fruit. Ooh, you went after my wife. Ooh, things like that. but,
2: But MJF did the same thing, you know? He did the same thing. He was just calling out the blatantly obvious that everybody else already talks about. You know what I mean?
0: Well, okay, fair enough. That is true. Talked about his size, which is I love I mean, it. Shit, I love How many it. times have we all laughed about like you see pictures of him being? Stop going. Stop
2: going to the tanning booth. Stop going outside. Stop
0: going to the gym. <laughs> Dude, we're bigger than him. Well, eh, I am. Anyway, uh, no, it was really good. <laughs> I did think it was great that during the middle of the, the middle of the promo, you know, you like to keep signs. For Monday Night Wars And I got one for this past week That I hope we're going to be talking about But The best sign that I have seen In a long time On live TV Was during the middle of this segment My wife thinks I'm at Bible study <laughs> God that was awesome I laughed hard at that um, But it was great because MJF stole Cole's. They ring the freaking bell but then he said, I'm better than you. Or Cole says to MJF, I'm better you than you, and they know it. And I was like, Okay, I'm sold. I mean uh goading him into the match was great. Oh, it was fantastic. In that exact moment I said when Tony started telling the Main event match for Collision. I go, oh, do Adam Cole MJF do it right away. It that's that would be the way to go for it. You don't have a pay per view anytime soon. You can't do it at Forbidden Door. You could, but do you want Why? to? Yeah, do it. And then they named that, and I was like, oh, you just killed all steam. I'm like, you just had me jacked up from this right here. Oh wow. It. Oh wow. Oh Owen Wilson makes his return this week.
2: Yeah, uh, wow, an ashtray. Yeah, it, it's a waste. It's a waste. You could turn this into a decent feud. Why are you just fucking? All right, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a title match next week. Why? You had yeah. one promo against each other. You're really gonna put the fight. I would You know, I,
0: I would have taken it. Yeah. Well, hey, that's just me and you, okay? TK is not doing great stuff as of recent. If you haven't been paying attention,
2: who was I? Oh, so this is great. So. I was at Darts on Wednesday, and uh, my buddy's got, you know, he's got, like, a barn. That's where we hang out, and he put a TV in there. And he had some janky setup where he could, you know, stream stuff, and it wasn't working. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking do this. I had better IT skills on Wednesday than I did today. You'll have to trust me on that. <laughs> so, you know, I turn on the hot, mobile hotspot on my cell phone and connect it to the fucking oh, fire stick, fucking get that hooked up, go into YouTube TV, cast it up there, boom. I've got dynamite on. I, I'm, you know, I'm,
0: I'm cool. I can watch, and I. So see, you drained I, all of your data for one month on a episode of Dynamite. Uh, I have unlimited data, <laughs> so you
2: can eat a dick. So, <laughs> so I see MJF uh, coming up next. I'm like, guys, I'm turning off the music. I'm turning up the TV. Sorry. And it ended up being like a 15 minute long promo. But right after that was the. Uh, shortly after that was was Tony Khan's announcement. And who was it? It might have been crusby. It might have been my other buddy, but they see Tony Khan, and I'm like, why is he not blinking? <laughs> <laughs> People
0: who have no idea who Tony Khan is,
2: no insight, why is he not blinking? He was blinking? slower this week,
0: but still no blinking. He was like, and. But I told him, I told event. him
2: the Cornette story. I'm like, dude, I'm like, listen, before this, a couple weeks ago, he was fucking all over the place. I said, now they've got him reading, you know, with good cadence on the teleprompter, but he still isn't blinking.
1: Like somebody's got to
2: fucking put Visine in his eyes every five minutes just because he doesn't blink.
0: Just get a GM. That's all. Just get someone who can actually talk. He had one. His name you was, was William Regal. The then he's like, well, fuck this place. <laughs> Make it Arn. And if you all don't do it, I'll pull this Glock out and shoot you. <laughs> That's all you got to do. <laughs> um, You know, quick side story. I earlier mentioned that I got to see Little John this past week. Uh, after last week's episode... He sent me a message and said, hey, I know a guy that uh, owns a Divas championship because he won it at a raffle, and he wants nothing for it. Would what? you want to ship it to that boy? I go, not even worth the fucking postage. I'm no, good, man. It. Thanks. Send it to me, though. Oh, okay. All right, well, there you go. Just send it to Joe's address. Hey, look at let's talk about SmackDown this past weekend. Or this past week. All right. Just when you think. The bloodline is about to peak. I just think they get better and better and better. They have been, it's two years strong, man, that they are the best stable, best storyline going. They are making stars out of, you made Sami Zayn. I'm not saying you're making Kevin Owens, but you're putting him in the mix. You put Matt Riddle in the mix. You're putting all these guys in the mix against Roman. Um, And Jay, Look at I said Solo should be the champion. I don't know. Now I almost want Jay to win the world championship, to be honest with you, because it would be the most full circle storyline thing I've ever seen. He was the first one against the Tribal Chief all the way back at Hell in a Cell 2020. Yeah, 100%. Still hasn't made up his mind. Well, so this past week, in the opening, Paul Heyman is in the ring and telling Jay, do you know what Jimmy fears about you, Jay? is Roman knows that you're the next tribal chief. You're the next in line to be the tribal chief. And tonight makes the difference because you're going to become the U.S. champion against Austin Theory, and you're going to mark your way through and feeding him a lot of bullshit. Man, Haman is still at his best. Mm-hmm. He is still great. He's manipulative. He is just perfect. I Nobody could be... A better manager than Paul Heyman for the Bloodline. It, it, whoever's idea it was, I'm so glad that pairing happened. I got to be honest, man. If you did this just right, Jimmy could be your next – or I'm sorry, not Jimmy. Jay could be your next big face. You did it with Sammy. There's no way you can't do it with Jay if you keep this formula going.
2: I think we talked about it last week or two weeks ago, that Jay – main event Jay. He's the one. Yeah. yeah, maybe splitting them up may not be the best
0: idea, but you'd at least get something out of Jay. Yeah, you don't have to keep them permanently apart. You know that's okay. It's not the rockers. Uh, Sammy Zane ends up talking to Jay backstage and telling him, you know, I had a great time and he, and it was funny. He's like, I love doing all the the our 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 uh, handshakes, our dances, trying to make you laugh. And Jay was already laughing as soon as Sammy started doing his little dance. You know, it's and he, and he goes, but you got to understand that you know you're being manipulated, going through the whole thing, and. Paul ends up telling Jay By the way I need your passport and I need your suit Measurements And I was like well I don't think he has A passport anymore (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No but he goes for Money in the bank Roman wants You to be there for Sure you and solo in His corner Didn't say Jimmy Uh, And he said and next week We have three things we're going to be Celebrating Roman Reigns will be here, which is an obvious thing. That's what we have to celebrate, which is hysterical. Uh, you becoming the U.S. champion and Roman Reigns acknowledging you as the next tribal chief. And Jay is only half buying it. And he tells Paul, he goes, you know, with if that's what you're saying is if I'm in, you know you're out. I was like, God damn it just keeps getting better like I can't not watch this show Smackdown is the only thing that is well worth watching if you want to watch a good soap opera um Austin Theory apparently has Pretty Deadly from NXT they are his lackeys now they come in and join in to try and break up the match and so Jimmy gets involved but as soon as Jimmy gets in the ring Solo's like, I owe this motherfucker. (laughs) Solo goes to give him a spike, and Jay stops the spike just like he did to Sammy that time. But Jimmy was like, I got you, little brother, and he goes to hit Solo with a super kick and pops Jay in the mouth. And now Jay doesn't know if he trusts Jimmy, and they go off air with all the, the unanswered questions. The best part is, if you haven't noticed lately, Paul likes to keep grabbing his phone putting it to his face and going call Roman Reigns and he does it a lot uh, and he did it at the very end in the episode after Jay walks by near the mic while Solo stand next to him in the entranceway fucking easily we'll say 9,000 people near them call Roman Reigns I go alright even it's bullshit on why you're doing it but that was funny excellent way to end the episode it was great dude I want Jay to become the champion. Jay or Solo. One of those guys have got to become the champion. It's probably gonna be Jimmy by my luck, to be honest. I know, with you. right? Actually, it probably would be. That's a that's a WWE thing. Um You messaged me the other night. Yo, know, we're gonna be getting Cody Rhodes and Brandy versus probably Dom and Rhea. And now we're getting the challenge was laid down. Ugh, it's worse than I thought it was. Mark Briscoe and Papa Briscoe. Which, Papa Briscoe was involved in a lot of Ring of Honor stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. But I'm going to start this lineup again because I want you to hear this. Mark Briscoe and Papa Briscoe tag-teaming with... Aubrey Edwards taking on Jay Lethal and the Jarretts. And not Jerry. We're talking about Karen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to make of this I don't I'm not even gonna talk about it I, I'm you know what fuck it let's just go to the table
4: <laughs> just bring it bitch oh my
0: gosh, god have you ever heard of a show called I think you should leave with Tim Robinson no neither have I but apparently I should watch it uh this you know when you're on Facebook and the algorithm, you know, an algorithm, right? It's this guy, Al Gore. You're the worst. You're the worst. Move on with it. Thank you. Stole it anyway. But with the algorithm videos that pop up on Facebook, right? Just like random funny skits, things like that. And it was this guy going through a drive-thru and he goes, I'd like to buy blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to buy for the person behind me. I'm going to see if I can get one of those pay it forward chains going. Right. And then he quickly drives through the drive-thru. and goes, I want 50 burgers, 50 fries, 50 this, 50 that. Blah, 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 like going through, right? Out of nowhere, this guy runs over the window and goes, hey, you can't do that. That guy who's yelling at him is Damien Sandow. Does a quick little cameo. He's not being Damien Sandow. He's just being a, a regular person yelling at him. Right. Just popped up out of nowhere. And I go, holy shit, Damien Sandow. Probably a rel- wrestling algorithm is likely what this was. Um, but it's called. Uh, let me double check this again. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. It seems to be a, like a skit show. Who's Tim uh, Robinson? It, it, I don't fucking know, man. I'm oh, okay. I, I think he was the lead guy.
2: He's the guy. It
0: was like if it was a Key and Peel episode, uh-huh. it was Key or Peel in the main part. Oh, That's what you. this was. Baloc-ay. And Damien Soundow, yeah. Well, you just ruined us all. Tell me what you got to bring to the table,
2: dude. <laughs> what I'm good at. <laughs> I, the I still have the slammy notes that I crumpled up. <laughs> so, one of the most epic things about Iron Sheik over the last few years has been his Twitter game. I'm going to show you one of the most epic tweets. I'm going to read you some some of his tweets, but... You familiar with that
0: kid's... I'm going to try not to interrupt and laugh. I'm just going to let you hit him. Okay, here we go.
2: You ever heard of the kid's cartoon, Cal It's that little bald head kid that's always whining and shit. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay. mm -hmm. Iron Sheik tweets, Cal you are punk, no good son of a bitch. You are lucky I don't find you and put you in camel clutch, break your fucking neck. You are the jabroni of the earth. I never respect you, low-life skinny garbage. Go fuck yourself, Cal (laughs)
0: By the way, none of these tweets have punctuation (laughs) Most of them are There's never a fucking period in any of these He's just all caps
2: All caps, yep Uh, If you are still sleeping, you are a dumb piece of shit You go get Iron Sheik Alarm Clock on the iTunes Or go fuck yourself I wake up, I beat the fuck out of my clock Don't tell me what fucking time it is Fuck the clock Monday, you dumb son of a bitch Go fuck yourself Fuck the Monday forever Fuck the Wednesday or the Thursday, whichever day today that is. Fuck it. Fuck the beer if no cold. Who deserved to get the beer bottle put up their ass till glass break? Make them shit ass blood. Tell me or go fuck yourself.
3: Sounds Good like night a Tuesday Justin. night
2: with ODM. <laughs> Good night Justin Bieber. Fuck you a hundred million times. Justin Bieber, nice young man. He best singer. April fooled. April Fool Day. Justin Bieber have a squirrel dick and fuck his own ass till he shit out his mother. <laughs> Wait, wait! It gets better. It gets so... But wait, there's more. Justin Bieber, go fuck yourself. Miley Cyrus win Golden Globes for whore. Miley Cyrus win Emmy awards for you are most embarrassing dumb bitch. I going to break your neck and suplex you forever, you jabroni. Good night, Miley Cyrus. Please go fuck yourself. Happy birthday, Hulk Hogan. My gift to you that I didn't break your fucking leg, jabroni. Ultimate Warrior, only man to make baby from his ass. His baby name is Ultimate Warrior idiot ass baby.
0: <laughs> He's the only one that can get away with saying the worst insult of all time and you're like,
2: "Yeah, it makes sense." North Korea, you are punk, you are Jabroni. I can beat the fuck out of you forever because you have a rice crispy dick. Have a good day. Fuck the North What's Korea. A rice Krispie dick. <laughs> McDonald's, shut the. Oh, I already (laughs) missed this guy. A couple more. McDonald's, shut the fuck up. People shit their pants when they eat your food.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, that's a good one.
2: Nicki Minaj and the Mariah Carey have a feud. They need to shut the fuck up because real feud is Sheik vs. Sergeant Slaughter in boot camp match. And then I've got a link here. I'm not just—we'll save time. I've got a link here. It's all tweets about music. It's—it's it's just yeah. The, his Twitter game was a number one. He was top of the food chain.
0: Okay, and I think you need to put all these like in our description for the show. I don't know something because this is all too good to not I'll try pass to make along. the description like oh a
2: sheet tweet. All caps.
4: <laughs> McDonald's,
0: shut the fuck up. Bring it, it to the jabroni table. <laughs> Yo, he's good. I miss him already. Oh, fuck the Hulk Hogan.
2: Justin Bieber has a squirrel dick.
0: I want to know what a Rice Krispie dick is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is
0: it like all waffle shaped? or? Right, hey, anyway, Who the fuck knows. you may or may not know this. This day in history, there is a guy. He was in uh, a little movie called Friday. He, uh, his name is Tiny Lister. You may know him as Debo. But on this day, he got in the mic and said his name was. So. Du- Dookie Yeah I got another Let's go to the worst. You fucking Debo too? <laughs> Bye Felicia
2: <laughs> Monday Night Wars
1: Yeah it's true I came out here And I challenged you For the World Wrestling Federation title But I did it like a man. I came out here in front of the whole world and I asked what's rightfully mine, a title shot. And the way I did it, I did it with respect for you and where you've brought yourself. And maybe it's just old school, but I still respect what that world title stands for. So no matter how entertaining or plausible McMahon's conspiracy theory is, you know and I know it's a damn lie. Whoa!
0: Said it a couple of weeks ago. When is the other shoe going to drop? When is it happening? I don't trust him. You said it, too. Welcome to the Great American Bash.
2: 98 in Baltimore, Maryland. I almost got it out. <clears throat> so. Baltimore? Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, never heard that. You watch The Wire? No? Omar's coming. For real? You
0: never watch nope. The Wire? Bro check it out um, i was too busy watching i think you should leave with tim robinson
2: <laughs> who the fuck is tim robinson you <laughs> know the show dude <laughs> all right well it starts off right into the benoit burker series we talked about it match seven must have been on thunder and it certainly
0: was but wait but, wait 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 no it doesn't it doesn't start that way First, it starts with Gene on the ramp, and he is hyping up the importance of tonight's match between Sting and the Giant and everything that has led up to this. Okay. I left that out because it's just bullshit rhetoric. Exactly. But I was like, after you have the welcome, everybody, blah, 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 that you go to your announcer's booth, then we go to Gene, and then we go to the match. I was like, this isn't Nitro.
2: Oh, but wait, there's more, because when we get to Nitro, I notice a bit of a pattern with what you just laid out.
0: All right, let's do it.
2: So there was a no decision on Thunder. Brett attacked Booker with the chair. Uh, Ref does a standing count. count. Benoit stops him, uh, tells him Brett interfered, calls a DQ, Booker's the winner. Uh, But later in the night, Booker says, I don't want it to end that way. So pay-per-view starts off. Booker T, Benoit, match eight. Winner will face Fit Finley later in the evening. Match eight out of seven. Out of seven. Not fucking bad. Not fucking bad. Uh, dude, this is, uh, we've talked about it fucking every single time they have a pay-per-view. For the most part, opening matches always fucking solid. No exception here. Some matches you just watch. Uh, Booker wins. You know, Booker wins. Uh, he's going to face Finley later. What I really loved about this match, to me, we talk about in-ring storytelling. This was a prime
0: example of in-ring storytelling. With the whole series, everything mm-hmm. that like uh, body injuries and everything that's happened throughout the whole series, certain things that have worked. I mean, it's. I watched almost every match. Thunder was the hinder to me, but, sure. uh, but man, yeah, every one of them was a banger. Mm-hmm. In this one, probably the best
2: of them. Yeah. Yeah, they saved it. They pulled out all the stops. This went long. They had time. Uh, the crowd was up. The crowd was up the whole yeah. time. Yeah, just fucking great way to
0: start off the pay-per-view. They could have just went right into the goddamn match, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why you even tried to do the bullshit and have Brett and all that stuff. How about you just have match seven at the pay-per-view? Done. Imagine that. Just concepts, well, you know. Anyway,
2: you get Saturn versus Canyon, who is announced as formerly known as Mortis. Um, so Mortis actually comes out, the old music, the you know the, the outfit, the mask, and everything. But Canyon comes in from behind, uh, attacks Saturn to jumpstart the match. Um, flock flocks multiple times during this match. Canyon keeps him at bay at first. Um, <coughs> excuse me, Kenny Powers sends the flock to the back. And then, you have two mortises
0: in the ring. I want to say right here, at this exact moment, as you're saying this, this is the part where I started to think about watching stupid bullshit happening on my television from (laughs) WCW, your pay-per-views and your TV, and thinking about how much Eric Bischoff says certain people like CM Punk are not a draw and the things that they do and this and that, blah, blah, And then I watched this chicanery, if you will, please.
2: Yeah. So Canyon ends up getting the pin on a reverse Russian legs week. They call it the flat liner. Wasn't that his last move and wasn't it a different move altogether? It was lining it flat. So anyway. Boo. One of the mortises you know, takes Canaan by the hand, raises his hand like, hey, you won, and then hits the even flow DDT. It's Raven. Uh, Raven runs down Saturn, you know, basically telling him he failed. Uh, the flock returns, and they flock on Saturn this time, but Saturn fights back. And it's uh, minus, I put minus the shenanigans. I didn't put chicanery, but I think those are interchangeable terms here. All that bullshit aside, this was a pretty solid match. This wasn't bad. It was all right. I'll give you all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, we see Dean Malenko on from Thunder. He cuts a promo on Jericho and tells Dylan, listen, if vacating this title is going to give me a chance to face Jericho, I will. And here you go. He vacates the title. He's going to face Jericho, Great American Bash, to, to crown a legit cruiserweight champion based on the conspiracy theory laid out. It's hilarious that there's a lot of crossover you're going to be noticing here. We'll cross. It. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this because you notice, like, right after they started this, They started doing the conspiracy theory against Austin on raw.
0: Mm. Same time. Oh, and cage and cage. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and, uh, and approaches to the cage. Well, but we'll get there.
0: I will say this, they are putting this over the announcers on the way to the ring for Dean. They're like, this is unheard of. No one has ever dropped his title to prove that he is a champion to get the title back before. And it, it, really it's very very true i'd never seen this before too it yeah was... i don't
2: think i have i'll fucking put it up so i just get so another shot at him so we get the match uh we get some jericho sucks chance uh so jericho actually gets the walls on and they call it out they go that's not the lion tamer he goes that's more of a boston crab you know so it's the first time we're really seeing the walls uh, malenko makes it to the rope uh, but jericho thinks he got the submission win He does get the lion tamer. uh, He starts to get the lion tamer on, but it gets reversed into a clover leaf. Uh, Jericho does get to the ropes. He tells Malenko he's nothing like his dead father. Malenko snaps and he uses a chair, and they fight off to the back. The bell rings.
0: The and I thought it was fucked up when you bring up my family into this episode, (laughs) but or to this show, but man,
2: (laughs) my my mother-in-law is watching. So this might be the greatest Chris Jericho. that he's ever done they fight off outside of the arena like to the street like there's just traffic Jericho wanders into traffic now he did it in the crosswalk so he was halfway smart about it but like cars are stopping and like he's holding up his hands he goes to the building across the street and just goes into that building whatever it was he just fucking goes (laughs) into another building
0: (laughs) I liked it, to be honest with you, like it was different from their normal uh Benoit Sullivan let's go to the shitter. Right. Every right match. Mm-hmm. This one, like you said, <clears throat> walking into traffic, stopping traffic, <laughs> legit traffic.
2: Imagine. Only
0: Bischoff would do that. Vince wouldn't have
3: the balls no. to just go,
0: yeah, fight in the middle of the street with no traffic. You bring him to the alley and stuff like that. This right here, or like AEW. Well, let's do it in the flower bed right out yeah. front here. That's outside the arena. Do you
2: imagine being in that building and seeing Chris Jericho just walking? Because you know he kayfabe
0: it the entire time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he came in with no shirt, some long pants, long hair, sweaty as fuck. Yeah, Probably no, screaming. you're going to have some questions. <laughs> Again... So Everybody's out to get me! Chicanery
2: <laughs> aside, this was a pretty fucking good match as well. Not that we'd expect anything less from these two. So, hey, I'd say we're three for three.
0: I will say, um, when it comes to some of our Nitro, Raw, and pay-per-view watchings, you know, it was 836. You know, 836 hours that we're doing. and And so, for me... Sometimes you want to skim if you oh, can. Oh, yeah. That's why we kind of oh, miss yeah. some things. I watched this whole thing and was entertained the whole time. Mm-hmm. Good match. I loved watching. I think it's probably the peak of Dean Malenko, though.
2: It has to be because next it's the Four Horsemen and then it's WWE. Right. And In he was kind of outshined by Eddie and Chris
0: even Perry with his mop. yeah well <laughs> that was
2: great watching him go well on hang on so. I think
0: Dean did have a thing going with Lita uh-huh. or some who chick who didn't <laughs> <laughs> you realize you just, you just kissed every wrestler on the roster <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no never mind alright anyway uh, we get a random Juventud Carrera vignette <coughs> where he's in Mexico, and it's just him walking around and sitting,
0: sitting on some steps, yeah. and then sitting four steps higher than he the, was the, before.
2: The transition, the, the, <laughs> the fade away, and the yeah, <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I want you guys to imagine this. Okay, imagine <laughs> being on the rocky steps for a second. I'm just trying to have you imagine this promo. And you're Aztec only pyramid. really zooming in on like maybe twelve sets of steps, and they're long. Hoovy is sitting at like row four, and then all of a sudden is like sitting at row nine. They fade in, fade out, out of nowhere, and I was like, and then uh, from the left to the right, is this supposed to make me think like he is just his life is all over the place? a Michael
2: Jackson video.
0: <laughs> Who is it? Is it my
3: brother? <laughs>
2: So naturally, we get a Hoovy match next against. Did Reese. anybody ever
0: catch the funny part that one of his songs was that "Keep It in the Closet"? The girl's like, "Like I'll give you everything I want," and he's like, but "Whatever we do, I promise. Let's just do one thing. Let's keep it in the closet." You know, art imitates real life. You that to the kids?
2: Jesus fucking Christ thought oh, my story was bad last week.
0: <laughs> it's only going to get worse. You might as well blow through us this pay per view. <laughs> I'm
2: just going to start calling you Peter File.
0: <laughs> oh, that's reference.
2: <laughs> Who's a pedophile? No, Peter File. Yeah, it sounds like pedophile. They say pedophile in America.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Part.
0: All right, I might as well say it. we're talking about uh, the the IT crowd. But that's the best part is that it, pedophile. And you've heard people say it probably in the British language, pedophile, pedophile. And the guy's name is Peter File. And then just Moss. I don't know. You know they say pedophile in America. God, I love that show. All right, man. This Let's. Is the issue uh, of we're our
2: off show. the rails and
0: we're running. Hmm. Next you get Hoobie versus Risa. We get some more Electrolytes going <laughs> This Maybe guy's you're... coughing Himself to death I need electrolytes We're both dying Jeez So Up next The uh, The Nitro girls Come out Uh, They don't I'm just trying to Stall right now Cause I'm, I'm uh, Trying shaking to figure their out If i die or not uh, Anyway Ooh, You get so Hoobie this dude is Ooh, I that, was on that was a rough one That was a rough one Weezy Joe,
2: you know, it's it's not easy being Weezy. <laughs> <laughs> Episode name done. <laughs> done. Whoopi <laughs> versus Reese. Shivani gets a no because we didn't even talk about this. Uh, they rang the bell uh, for Jericho Malenko, but they never announced a winner. Title was vacant. Who gets it? Yeah. So the beginning of this match, Shivani goes, Wait, oh, I should. do
0: have one weird thing about that match, just to go back on. When the bell rang. A bell rings for the match to begin. Mm-hmm. Give me your most common, the bell is going to begin for the match. Like, at, like they lock
2: up typically or they'll, they'll dance
0: around the No, ring no, 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 no. I want you to give me the sound of a bell. If the match begins, how many tones, right? You know what I'm saying? Ding. Like give me... Ding. Like, all right, like two two hits. Like a ding, ding, right? It was weird. The beginning of Jericho and Malenko went ding, 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 ding. Huh. It was like, was someone like a little stutter stepping on that uh the hammer? Maybe they were coughing it or just... sneezing. Maybe it was the beginning and the end of the match because there was no winner. Just wanted to bring it up because you said about the sound of the bell. But all right, let's go on. Right, right,
2: right, right. So, yeah, Shivani gets a note saying, yeah, all right, uh, we just got word here that we're going to get given word on the Cruiserweight title. Tomorrow on <laughs> Nitro! Because <laughs> you inept clowns can't make a decision right now?
0: Nah, you got to tune in tomorrow.
2: <sighs> Not for this you don't. But anyway, um, as far as this match goes, we've seen this movie, Little Guy versus the Giant. Um... Reese gets a chair. He's gonna use it. Little Nate stops him though. Ref is distracted. Hammer hits Reese with the chair. Hoovy gets the pin, and it's the best part. He jumps into Hammer's arms and they celebrate like they just got fucking married. Um,
1: <laughs> bro, Yo, what, it and this isn't the first time Hammer's
2: girl ca-
0: he was gonna take home.
2: <laughs> this isn't the first time Hammer's carried somebody. Remember when Raven got knocked out and he carried him to the back? I think he's done it with everybody in the flock, and now he's doing it with
0: Hoovy. I guess they can't all be winners, right? shows up each night so who am i carrying tonight
2: <laughs> it, it was just great i like it was the match was nothing it, it, this this match sucked but it was great just to see that whole hammer thing i popped for that it was hilarious not in a good way but anyway <laughs> next we get our chavi versus edo ma- eddie match edo see Edo file. it starts off with chavo slapping eddie eddie returns the favor Uh, Eddie knocks Chavo off the top buckle, and it was fucked up. It looked really sketch because I don't know if this was a planned spot. I mean, they're both good workers, so maybe it was. But it looked like he was going to crotch himself on the rope, but he didn't. He pulled a Jeff Hardy and just kind of like bounced off all the ropes on the way to the mat.
0: Yeah. And he didn't. It didn't look like a slip, though. I watched this match because I was like, I want to see what is a. uncle nephew match like i want to see what they produce together you know they've they've been building this let's see what this is like it's hard to say but it almost felt like it was kind of a planned spot i gotta be honest with you yeah it, it didn't look like a slip it's
2: just like he just missed the crotching and his foot got caught up and he fell i don't know um but yeah uh dude uh, it works it worked <laughs> and this was a solid match um you know, I I didn't watch a lot of his stuff in WWE, uh, but I mean, to me, this kind of seems like Chavo's peak. Unfortunately, um, no. no, 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 better no, in no. WWE with Eddie. Oh,
0: it's gonna get better in WCW first. Oh, uh, well, forget. I, yeah, I know. Pepe. okay, yeah.
2: Well, the beginning of his Pepe. upswing. Anyway, uh, Chavo He became an
0: ECW champion in WWE. Now, yes, it's the WWE-CW version, right? Right. He did have that. He was a part of the La Familia with Edge and the Edgeheads with Vicky Guerrero. He was in that. Um, And he even had a great feud. He was a Los Guerreros Tag Team Champions with Eddie. Mm. And then that feud happened where right before Eddie became your world champion, he feuded with Chavo um, and Chavo Classic, Chavo Sr., comes back into the mix. Mm. All right. I stand corrected, then. Don't you ever besmirch the name of Chavo Guerrero. Chavo, eat a dick. Anyway, he wins with a springboard uh,
2: Tornado DDT. Looked pretty nice. Upset. Crowd popped. Uh, next, you get your Booker T versus Fit Finley TV title match. I Why they couldn't have just had the title match between Benoit and fucking Booker T. Uh, but Whatever. They tried the Tombstone Reversal spot. Oh, yeah. It was was worse than Taker and Reigns. (laughs) That's saying a lot. Uh, Booker wins. New TV titles. Yeah. Champion. New champ. New champ. Next, you get Conan versus Goldberg. Um, So Hennig can't wrestle. They've elected Conan to take his place. Hennig's not on crutches, but he has a slight limp. Uh, we asked about it last week cuz we said we wonder if uh Wid number 100 was going to come at Thunder or they were going to save it for the pay-per-view. They saved it for the pay-per-view. He is still 99 and 0. It's a squash as you'd expect. He hits 100 and 0. You see Rude whispering to Henning, uh, Hennig on the floor. Kind of just, you know, it's like, oh, "Uh I'm just going to read you my note." Well, there you go, professor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shoe dropped. There it is. <laughs> As soon as it happened, as soon as the match was over, and I watched Rude just kind of getting close to Hennig, Uh I go, ah, here it is, and there it is. Yep. And, man, you know what's funny? Because Nash is known for, what, tearing his quads, right? Yeah. Or, right? Man, when he ran to the ring in uh, defense of Conan during this whole thing after this happened... He ran and jumped, man, pretty good, decent distance to put his knee on the the apron first. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. for like, you're coming mm-hmm. from the thing, jumped up, put his knee, and at the the pace, the speed, the height, the body, all that. I go, why do no you fuck your legs up, dude? I was <laughs> like, that's a hard hit. You didn't need to take that right there. It was uncalled for. Right. But it was cool because it was like a whole obvious big betrayal. But how fast that Nash got to the ring makes it that bigger, meaning that it's it's not just a little thing, like one little guy, like, ah, fuck him, we didn't need him.
2: Right. Yeah. So, yeah. There but he also go.
0: hasn't done shit in the group anyway. Well, I don't think it's better
2: because it's like – Does well, it? Yeah. yeah. No. Next, we get Mach- Macho Piper versus Hogan and Hart. This was a shit show, as you'd expect. You got maybe five to, ten, five to five minutes of Bret Hart actually wrestling. You know what I mean? So you got to see that. but
0: So it was basically Bret Hart in a nursing home being like, let me show you guys what I could do. And then the other three old assholes were like, yeah. well, let me show you what I used to be able to do. It was
2: the opposite of his dad pretty much. See, what you
0: do here is you take this arm, you bend it over there. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome
2: so nice. uh, Macho injures his knee uh, Hart gets the win with the sharpshooter Gene's in the rain, he asks Piper, he's like "Well, what are you guys going to do, you know, Macho's injured you're, su- you're supposed to have this match with him afterwards Piper just shoves him away Piper helps Macho up, Macho attacks him and the fucking bell rings uh, Macho takes out Lil Nature, uh but Mickey J comes in and Piper wins with a leg lock of all fucking things I don't think I've ever seen Piper win a match on a leg lock Sleeper. Yeah. Only. That's really pretty much it. Yeah. Or a punch. <laughs> Maybe a pile driver.
0: Uh, so Can that's I tell you something? Your... <sighs> sure. It was the end of this match right mm. here. No bullshit. That I confirmed everything to myself as to why I was not watching Nitro back in the day. Fine. 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 You have your young guys. You have to wow me with your main event talent. I get your main event match tonight. Fine. Take that aside. But your main event caliber shit that you are pushing so fucking hard. Hart, Hogan, uh, Piper, Savage. Savage. I just watched them for the first ten years of my life watching <laughs> wrestling or whatever, or, or, or ten wrestling years. At this point, why do I need to see this shit anymore? And it's gonna get goddamn worse tomorrow on Nitro. And it, the more I saw it, I go, "Yep, yep." I never regret my decision, man. I don't. I, I gotta be honest with you. I do not get the overall lifetime fan appeal of WCW. It was just regurgitated WWF bullshit. Yeah, I like... Minus uh, Cruiserweight division.
2: Sure, I always liked, like, the early 90s WCW, like, when they first took over the NWA.
0: I'm only talking the wars. The wars, I'm yeah. Only well, talking the wars. The wars. Yeah. The, wars yeah.
2: the wars, yeah. The wars was, uh, it definitely, it centered more on, uh, as much as I say I'm a WCW guy, it, the wars for me definitely was more focused on WWF at that time, just because... He yeah, had Austin. But but it's ride.
0: so weird because you got your eighty three weeks jacking off over here and right. I'm like How? But whatever.
2: Hemorrhaging money. Eric
0: probably owned like a bunch of different houses or Ted Turner owned a bunch of different houses. He just kept turning a bunch of TVs on. Alright, let's get into the main event, which actually I liked. I know why. Especially with how this dude enters the ring. Go ahead.
2: Giant versus sting for the tag titles. Whoever wins will take both tag titles and, and uh pick their own partner so giant comes out and he comes out to the fucking top of the ramp and he pulls out a bogey and he lights the fucking thing and he just smokes it on the way to the ring Uh, did i not fucking call it dude i didn't realize i was that fucking close i didn't realize they were gonna do it the day after he's fucking said it
0: which i'm not gonna lie i gotta say the the logo you created last week uh it looked like the oh wow and ashtray looked like it was the Chiron. It looked tag like on the Chiron. Yeah. Oh my I did it on god, purpose. it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, not bad. Right, good job. Microsoft Paint. But yeah, when I saw him come out smoking a cigarette, I was like, oh man, you were dead on. Dice man comes out, lights <laughs> it up. Here we go.
2: <laughs> it's, great. it's 1998. The giant is smoking a cigarette on the way to the ring. He's still smoking when the bell rings.
0: Funniest is it's not e- it's not even his most unhealthiest. Like when he gets to ECW in 2006, he's 550 yeah. pounds. You know what I mean? And then he obviously trims down. Right here, is this a gimmick? Does he smoke cigarettes all the time? I don't know, but it's hysterical to see him just walk into the ring smoking the cigarettes. I think it's obviously a thing. because we talked about it last week. Sting going, maybe you're smoking too much cigarettes there, Giant. Yep.
2: Uh, he's still smoking when the bell rings. He blows smoke right in Sting's face. Um, there was eight <laughs> minutes left in the pay per view when the bell rang. That was probably a good amount of time because they didn't use all eight minutes. It was probably like six minutes. It wasn't. You also
0: have to remember, we didn't know that watching it live. Sure,
2: sure, sure, sure. This is all retrospective. Um, it wasn't bad. You know, there's a lot of hope spots. It went back and forth. Uh, Sting hits three Scorpion Death Drops. Gets the pin on the third one. Who's going to be his partner? Maybe we won't find out tonight. Maybe we'll find out on Nitro. Good night, folks.
0: <laughs> I did like the third Scorpion Death Drop being from the...
2: Almost Avalanche. Second... Yeah, second. Second buckle. Yeah, yeah. second
0: rope. and Perfect.
2: Great way to cut it the was big good. man down. Yep.
0: And I think it was a good match for both of them. And, you know, for me, I'm a nostalgic kind of guy. I like when people have a good... Not necessarily like a streak like WrestleMania, but when you have like like a uh, big moments at the same pay-per-view sting won his first big championship at great american bash mm-hmm. and just seeing him he main evented this one in Wolfpack gear and wins the tag team championships to himself i don't know i'm not saying that's as big a thing obviously it's not i'm just like just cool to see him main eventing this one as well
2: yeah longevity right and
0: not hogan for once because don't worry just <sighs> give it the next several pay-per-views
2: Right, it's not like he's the world champion. Or, oh, that's right, it wasn't defended on this pay-per-view. Fucking hell. Uh, So, next day, June 15th, 1998, we get Nitro in Long Island, New York. Match fucking starts off. I'm I'm, going to read this in very specific order because it's a throwback. And
0: by the way, you're saying match starts off. It, He's not just jumping in because no, he has very little notes to give.
2: No package.
0: It's just like, he opened up and this shit is going.
2: No intro, no I was announcers. like, is this a dark
0: match and no. they weren't ready to go live? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> uh,
2: Pretty much. No, you're not fucking. So, all right, so here you go. Pubic enema versus humorous and barbarian. Why do they end up, why do they even bother using those thin aluminum pans that you get at Wegmans that are disposable, used for like barbecue or for like a cookie tray or something? Why do they bother using those? It's just fucking ridiculous. I mean, it
0: still probably hurts a little bit.
2: You got hit by a midget with one, and it didn't hurt. You didn't even sell it. I did pop a boner. Are you supposed to... (laughs) Jimmy Hart took a suplex in this one. There was a convoluted table spot, and Enema wins. So we go literally right into a match. Then we get a video package of Tanae from earlier in a crowd outside of the arena... So they did a match. Then they did the pyro, the intro pyro. Then a commentary breakdown. Then the intro VTR. That was how they did it. Like, why did you even bother doing the intro at that point? Like, you did all this yeah, other that's shit. That's why you it really did five. feel like a
0: dark match. Yeah,
2: yeah, it did seem like it was a dark match that they're like, "Oh fuck it, we'll just record it anyway." Uh, Gene is making up for missed time tonight. He starts with uh, being macho and being with macho in the ring. Got a message for Piper, DDP, and everybody in the Wolf Pack. Uh, they apparently want Piper uh, to prove himself. They want him in. Well, I want him to prove himself. I Macho rambled on this one. I don't know. Basically, it was he set up? He wanted a cage match against DDP. It was an initiation match. He wanted to get. He wanted to jump him in.
0: Yeah, I'm hating every second of this.
2: Yeah. So next you get Benoit versus Finley. It's a number one contender for the TV title. Benoit wins. It was a nice reversal and a crippler. Uh, Finley went to go set up for the tombstone. Beautiful reversal. Uh, Gene interviews Benoit in the ring post-match. This.
0: Decent match, by the way. It was. Real decent match for a TV TV show.
2: Yeah. Finley's good at the holds and Benoit is too. So you got a bit of chain wrestling. You got a little bit of that. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yep. Um, Gene says, Benoit, you must have a lot of respect for Booker. And Benoit says, well, I leave no business unfinished. Cuts a uh, promo on Booker. uh, Tells him to come out. And Booker comes out with Stevie Ray. Benoit shakes Booker's hand. Raises it. Uh, Booker puts Benoit over, vice versa. Benoit says, hey, I got your back. Stevie doesn't like it. He's like, hey, you know, he doesn't need a tag team partner. He's got one tonight. We got a match tonight. I'm his partner. Uh, And Benoit keeps saying, you're not listening to me. I'm telling you, Booker. If you need a good man in your corner, Stevie Ray's had enough attacks Benoit, and the the fucked up thing is, and I think they they did this right. Booker doesn't immediately save Benoit; he kind of just stands right. there like, "All right, that's my brother." But what the fuck? What, but what the fuck are you doing? And then, fucking Mongo returns to
0: one of the biggest pops
2: <laughs> we've heard. <laughs> why, why is this guy getting such a big pop?
0: Well, for the reason of. Because, and he even calls it in the promo, it's because after uh, this whole thing breaks down and Harlem Heat exits the ring, they're like, wow, Mongo, right. oh my God, on, on commentary. And Benoit says, I'm not about NWO Black, I'm not about WCW, I'm not uh, NWO Red and Black, I'm about this. Throws up the four, right, which is our prelude. Because you and I have already talked about it. Mm -hmm. Flair's big tuxedo ceremony night. That's September. Yep. So we are in Mm mid-June. We got to add Dean and all that and make our way back towards there. So I'm at least a little bit excited. I could dog shit on a lot of stuff about WCW right now, but at least I'm excited to see the reformation of this horseman group because I always thought if WCW really, really never folded, they were your. Benoit Malenko, those two guys are horsemen. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just like because they were. I mean, like, that's. that's They're both aren't Andersons in a way or Tullys, right? I mean, you're, you're guys who could Benoit just go out is, there. And Benoit go. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And they could have got a bigger mouthpiece if needed be. But it was. So. I'm glad they both made it into the Horsemen. Mm. Um, Malenko way too late, obviously, but this is uh, this is exciting. So it's funny you're like to the biggest pop we've ever seen for Mongo, and I'm like because maybe people are like shit. Finally, the Horseman. I'm kind of getting tired of NWO. Right? Maybe that's me.
2: No, I think you bring you bring up a good point.
0: I always do. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's why you're here. Uh, Gene's back in the ring after the interview with uh, uh, Macho and with Benoit and Harlem Heat. Now he brings out DDP. Uh, You know, the saying about Red and Black, it's about Savage saying I need to prove myself, I accept. And after that, I'm coming after Hollywood scum Hogan and Rodman uh, for attacking him the other day.
0: Hulk Hogan, we come... Oh, yeah. Classic.
2: Next, you get Shivani. (laughs) Talking about rumors that
0: Carl Malone will be wrestling for the WCW. And then they go, but we can't speculate on that. And then move on. Yeah. You're like a couple of fucking eighth grade girls. <laughs> You're like, I only heard that he got a blowjob behind the bleachers. See what I you said, didn't well, hear well, it from well, me, well, and I'm out of this. What had happened was,
2: <laughs> that guy, that guy is back in the ring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are you talking about Mean Gene?
2: Yes. This time it's a Piper. Piper is hyped as hell. For some reason, his thumb was bleeding. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I saw that. How do you bleed on your thumb? No match in a promo. Like, he came to the ring just like, like, was he biting his nails too hard before a thing trying to remember his promo and he's like
2: ripping skin off? I have no idea. He uh he was hyped. The crowd was hyped because he's the crowd keeps like shouting over him and he goes, give me a chance. Give me a chance.
0: <laughs> he makes... Which is funny. It's not the only thing he messed up. He went to say, oh, someone else's name and I can't remember who it was and he threw an L in the name as well. He's like, and I know that you beat the giant last night. Oh, it I... Was it was something out. like, not as bad, but maybe, I'm just realizing it. Maybe he just ripped the skin open. Someone hit me some rubbing alcohol. I need to burn on the way to the ring. I need to be pissed <laughs> off and amped up. <laughs>
2: He goes, well, you know, I'm going to make this cage match between DDP and Macho Official tonight, but I can't find a ref crazy enough to get in that cage, so I'm not doing a damn thing all ref. Grandma, bring the refrigerator in the living room and get ready to sweat.
0: Or something. Again, watched this shit long time ago. I'm good. I don't need to see Roddy Piper and Savage every night on my TV.
2: Next, I don't know why they did this, but... I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. Masahiro Chono, remember him? And Hiroyoshi Tenzan. They are the IWGP Tag Champs. They have the titles with them. They're also dressed Mm -hmm. as uh, members of the Black and White, which, if you remember a year ago, Chono was a member, along with Great Muda.
0: Of the the NWO
2: Black and White. White. Chono and Tenzan went. That brings us to Hour 2. You get Nash, Conan, and Luger to the ring. Nash brings Sting out. Sting puts everybody over talking about their credentials. He says, well, I can't lose with any choice. You'll find out who my partner is going to be closer to match time. They're going to be defending against Harlem Heat later.
0: So, But no matter what, you can always know that whoever I choose, they're going to be just two just to get sweet. the sweet from the crowd. I was like, you pandering, uh, motherfuckers. It's, you know, i got to <laughs> give them credit because a lot of
2: times when you've got a stable like that and – they have the shtick, right? The DX, the NWO stuff, the Bullet Club stuff, whatever it is, right? They're good at it, and then they'll bring somebody else like to, to do it, and they fumble it because they've never done it before. Sting did it great, and he said it's just to put the mic out, him. and just, he took it. So
0: it, it, he did He did a good job with it, at least. <laughs> um, next Conan get, goes off on whatever <laughs> he's saying. They're like, uh, sweet?
2: Next you get Sick Boy vs. Canyon. Canyon wins. Next. Hennig and Rude to the ramp. We got to go where the cash flow. This <laughs> Rick Rude. Um, the bet, this was, I love these two. These two, we, we were robbed of these two throughout the years. Basically, it's Hennig just cutting a promo on DDP and Goldberg, and he's just talking about how he's been swerving everybody. He's been swerving everybody since Flair wanted him in the Horseman. And he just calls it out, and he goes, and he looks over at Rude, he goes, Rude, he says, you know, he says something like, you know, we all the things we've been through in the past 20 years, he goes, I will never swerve you. And they look away and then they look back at each other. And they look away and they look back at each other again. <laughs> it's so fucking great.
0: You're not lying. This shit, if they never left WWF and stayed under Heenan, they could have been a great tag team together as champions. Here they're way too late in life. Rude's done wrestling, of course, but yep. you're right, we were 100% robbed of it. Mean, just watching them together, I'm like, that's that's Michaels and and Triple H right now yeah. having a good time. That's best friends having fun. Um and that's why it really does rock, you know, Hennig at the end when all that happens. But this was it, it was great watching the segment. It was great.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, that guy is back in the ring again. Actually, he's on the ramp this time. He's with Dylan, and, and who's holding the Cruiserweight title. Well, Jericho won. The title was vacant, so Jericho's the champ. Now Jericho comes out, and he goes, I am the champion. Oh, he sings I am the champion.
3: Mean Gene. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's pretty good. And Gene, with the line of the night, goes, Freddie Mercury would flip in his box if he heard that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gene. Not in a box. His box. <laughs> his
0: box.
2: Uh Jericho calls uh Dylan Jojo Dylan. I
0: thought it was yours. Never mind. Yeah, no,
2: no, that's not that kind of box. Um so basically Dylan says one condition in making you champ your understanding that you're gonna defend the title within thirty days against Malenko. Jericho talks shit on Malenko's dad again. Malenko jumps on they fight off again and Jericho runs out of the arena and the best part is this time he's walking out of like the bay where the cars come in and there's a car coming down the ramp and you see him like waving down the car like help me
3: help me (laughs) (laughs) could you manage to just drive back the
2: fuck (laughs) is that (laughs) what is going on Uh, next you get Chris Adams versus Giant this is fucking classic Giant again smokes his cigarettes on the way down to the ring. Gets into the ring and he just stands in the corner, facing the crowd with his back to Chris Adams, and he's just smoking a cigarette, fucking drinking my coffee. <laughs> so he's smoking his cigarette. Giant fucking Adams comes over and we're like, "Hey, asshole, put it out. Let's we get we got a match." Just ignores him, keeps smoking his cigarette. Adams starts hitting him. And Giant's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! And he just beats the shit out of Adams, <laughs> and he he pins him with one foot on his chest while he's still smoking the goddamn cigarette. <laughs>
0: cigarette never went out, dude. It never went out. I think this may have been my most Im- the most impressive thing I feel like I've seen on Nitro. <laughs> it's oh god, I don't know why. Well, again, I wasn't really a Nitro fan, but shit, I did not know that. Giant had a whole cigarette era.
2: Oh, that was fucking classic. That is so good.
0: Uh, and then it just goes
2: to shit because we, we get Bischoff, Hogan, and the Disciple to the Ring. This is where I see my sign, Hogan, is on Viagra. Mm-hmm. Uh, promo on DDP dares him to do something about it. Rodman and Hogan challenge DDP and a partner of his choosing at Bash at the Beach. Huh, Hogan has a basketball player as a partner. There was just rumors of Carl Malone... Wrestling. I wonder how this is going to play out. I Savage. Know. We just will have to wait. Yeah, probably. Uh, we go into hour three. You get Sting and Question Mark versus Harlem Heat for the tag titles. Sting comes to the ring first. This is fucking great. I don't know if you noticed this. Sting's coming down the aisle, and he's looking over it at the the signs that the fans have, and he stops at one, and it's a fan holding an Ultimate Warrior poster. And he just shakes his head like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And he just keeps going.
0: <laughs> if you only know about four months into your future. I know. Bro.
2: I know. That's the best part. The timing is perfect. It's um, not only your past.
0: Uh, it is your future.
2: It is. Uh, it's Nash is going to be his partner. He comes out, does the survey time, and uh, Sting ends up getting the win. They retain. Uh, next, we get the Hogan-Steiner vignette that we saw like two weeks ago where you know apparently Scott Steiner is new to wcw uh and then we get bischoff (laughs) and steiner on the ramp steiner's wearing a tux jacket with an nwo shirt puts down new york city because they're in long island puts over la he says yeah fucking you want to live out here in new york city where the taxi drivers don't speak english that's fine ripping off a dx
0: yep and i i and the video package with him is like him being on set with Hogan Hogan, talking to, uh, what's his name? Carl Uh, Weathers, Carl Weathers. And it's just basically, you know, making it look like Steiner's about to get into the movies. Pretty much. Yeah. Spoiler. He doesn't, he doesn't. Thank God. Let me tell you about a mathematical chance about how that happens. Exactly. Uh,
2: Scott Steiner says he's the greatest thespian. Do you know what a thespian is, Eric? Hey, I'm not your brother. I know it has nothing to do with Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I suppose. Ignorance. <laughs> Scott calls out, Rick, you're at home with your arm in a sling. You're out of wrestling. Yada, yada. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Let's get through Main this. Main event. DDP versus Macho in the cage. This was a shitty cage. They must have put this together last second because there were gaps in the corner. Anybody could have just fucking squeezed through them. Oddly enough, they didn't use that uh, as a possibility, but whatever. Uh, Piper has the slowest count ever. Macho thinks he won. Macho shoves Piper. Piper runs him down. Macho attacks him and hits a pile driver on him. DDP hits a cutter. Everyone's down. Then out of nowhere, you get fucking Goldberg chance. because apparently even the fucking crowd was tired of this. Uh, Piper comes back up. DDP clocks in. Piper throws DDP into the cage. Savage attacks Piper. Piper fights back. Throws Macho into the cage. Piper throws them both into the cage. And then the cage lifts up just a bit. Hogan and the black and white come out. They all get into the ring. The cage lowers. Wolfpack comes out. Sting climbs the cage to the roof because apparently he thought he could get in easier that way. <laughs> Everybody's trying to get in from the Wolfpack. And then Nash runs to the back. You see a crew member on the ground. Nash, Wait. Runs-
0: hang on. Wait. If you're going to not talk about it, I have to. Nash is at the corner pulling on one little spot, and someone threw a piece of trash or whatever, and it just landed directly on his shoulder and stayed there. Really? Until they panned it. Oh, maybe a different version, man, whatever. Oh, I, I just have. didn't it, catch It landed it. on his shoulder for a good solid second, and then they panned away from it. I was like... Gets shot. Whoever did that one. I mean, WCW didn't mind the trash being thrown in the ring, so fuck it. Right. No shit. But, yeah, so Nash runs to the back uh, he, and he figures finds, out Yeah, the... he finds the controls for the cage.
2: Yeah. Now, here's the thing. The show ends with is seriously hurt, and then they just go off the air. Nash is at the back lifting the cage. <clears throat> that leaves Sting, Luger, and Conan. Macho's in the ring getting the shit beat out of him. Cage starts lifting, the NWO starts to powder. It's like 3 to 1. Black and white to red and black.
0: Good night folks. Yeah, why
2: why did they couldn't have just beat the shit out of the three guys that were there. They had nine guys in the ring. Yep.
0: And why I say good night folks is that that was it. That was literally after they show you that the the cage is going to go up and that things are about to get crazy, good night folks.
2: Savage is seriously hurt and they go off the air. That's it.
0: Oh, monkey see, monkey do. Monkey has a cage over
2: you. Go. Likes to throw poo. Raw's in San Antonio, Texas. We get a recap of the last week's main event where Vince sabotaged Austin with Kane and Mankind. Uh, remember when Sable had to leave the WWE? Well, fuck it. She's back. Um, for four and, days. And she wants to introduce a person responsible for her return. Well, if you looked at her knees, you could have easily fucking told who it was. It was Vince and fucking it goes from cheers to booze (laughs) I was seeing the (laughs) the cheek marks ah, how they were stretched further (laughs) you just brush your teeth (laughs) uh... (laughs) Uh, we get Austin Chance. Vince wants Sable to read a prepared statement from Vince and it's basically he disavows the attack on Austin Uh, he fraudulently and that he fraudulently set up charities Uh, that whole charity humanitarian of the year thing is a ruse Sable is trying to do her best comedic timing pauses where she reads it and thinks it's preposterous and like pauses and looks and, and does this and my humanitarian efforts it was fucking terrible um, yeah, the whole segment sucked and the best part is Vince kisses her on the cheek after she's done reading and everybody you can almost hear everybody in the crowd go ew <laughs> <laughs> And then the glass breaks. Austin grabs the mic from Sable. Escorts her out of the ring. Vince powders. He's begging Austin to listen to reason. Um, and he, and basically, Vince says, Undertaker did it. I swear. Who challenged you? He fooled me. He got me to call the cops on him. That's so he couldn't make the save for you. He's from the dark side. Bell tolls. Taker comes out. He goes, yeah, I challenged you for the title, but I did it like a man. It's a damn lie. Uh, you'll never be able to manipulate Taker, Vince lights out Kane's music hits it's uh Mankind with Kane and Bear uh Bear plays into well, what are you talking about you were this was your all your idea Vince had nothing to do with it it's all your idea Taker and he challenges Austin and Taker to a tag match tonight in Hell of a Cell
0: oh yeah the cell is above the ring it is it is suspended it's already there uh and it's a so it's what we're talking about cage for cage
2: cage for cage this one's at least better put together give him that at least uh you get vader versus rock for a king of the ring qualifying match nation that's sent to the back as they have been lately uh but henry does sneak out and splash vader on the floor while the rest distracted rolls vader back into the ring for the rock bottom uh rock's going to be facing the winner of triple h versus x-pac next you get a reoccurring segment tonight it's dx dropping knowledge it's basically just dx uh you know and a, and with a chalkboard talking about the match between uh, Triple H and X-Pot coming up later. And uh, it's great because they make fun of Triple H's nose in this segment. you got to love that. We get another edge vignette. Still no uh, date announced. Pretty much same style as all the other ones. Next you get Draws versus Jeff Jarrett. Marrow and Jacqueline come to the ring. Marrow heads to commentary. He's pissed off at Sable's back. Uh, at one point, Jacqueline slaps Tennessee Lee. But uh, during all that whole melee, Marrow crotches Jeff Jarrett and draws, gets the win. Next, you go back to DX Drop of Knowledge. This time it's Gunn. It says this is going to be match of the year. And uh, where's China going to be in all this? <laughs> Next, Valvinas versus Chains. Valvinas wins. But there was another sign as if there wasn't enough copying between promotions on their booking. It's apparently a lot of fan sign copying because at WCW, we got
0: Hogan is on Viagra. And here we got Val Venus takes Viagra between takes
2: Viagra, man, topical,
0: not topical. It a weeks pills. It's, been. it's a pill. It's not topical, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was pretty hard on everybody's mind at that time.
2: <laughs> ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Erection. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you get Taker backstage with Kevin Kelly. Will Austin be able to trust you? Get out of my face. Whatever. It was a short segment. Back to DX dropping knowledge is Triple H and Pac talking shit. And uh, Triple H made a joke about Xbox breath. Next, you get mm-hmm. Mero versus Dustin Runnels. Jeff Jarrett's on commentary. Southern Justice is at ringside at some point. Sable comes to the ring. It distracts Mero. Dustin hits a bulldog in the confusion. And Dustin fucking Runnels gets a win on TV.
0: Well, thank God. Well, speaking of God,
2: (laughs) he meets up with Kevin Kelly and he says he just wants to thank his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, fine.
0: (laughs) And that was it. That was it. He goes, Dustin, how do you feel about your win? I just want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See you. And that that was it. I was like, oh,
2: adios. Took him to that fucking promo on Dynamite (laughs) to cut a decent promo, I guess. So next, you get uh, X-Pac. By the way, my name is Seven. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it can't be any worse than that. X-Pac versus Triple H in a King of the Ring qualifier match. Uh, X-Pac, this is uh, his match returning from injury, uh, and he's already got the X-Pac DX remix music. So Make
3: some noise, X-Pac. Uh,
2: a few minutes in By the room. way,
0: this match was more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought they'd fuck around with each other more. Right, they both no, went it, in and had a straight match with each other mm-hmm. as far up as they as they could to the end.
2: Yep, China came out. She was basically the lumberjack, rolled both of them back into the ring when they went out. Uh, Rock interrupts while on the balcony, does his whole shtick. He literally like squeezed in every catchphrase in about ten seconds, um, and then they didn't get it on camera. But apparently at the time, X Pac was out of the ring, got attacked by Owen. Triple H is checking on him. Ref is counting the ten count. X Pac yells at him, "Get your ass back in the ring so you don't get counted out." And Triple H does. X Pac gets counted out. Triple H goes back right to him. I liked that. It sucks that they mm-hmm. didn't get to see. We didn't get to see Owen attacking him. You had to be fed it by commentary.
0: If you saw the initial part where they back up and show Rock mm-hmm. in the crowd, you do see Owen do it. Okay, I had to rewind it. Okay. Very faint to see. It would have looked almost more like it was a fucking fan doing it to him. Oh boy. that's how like far away it was, and just someone random doing it. Mm. But yeah,
2: yeah, interesting finish. You know, they're they and know,
0: again, we are now pushing the Rock Triple, Rock H, Triple H, H feud more.
2: More, yep. oh, I'm loving this absolutely. Uh, next, you get Snow and Head. L. Snow and Head come out in your masks. Lawler's in the ring with them. Everybody knows who you are. You're not gonna get him. He's dressed
0: you. as uh. Oh, oh, oh oh god i think it was el matador okay. or no,
2: no no i'm gonna i'm gonna get to it in a second i'm gonna get to it in a second okay yeah al snow says he's gonna make two citizens arrests one is vince for attempted murder he's trying to kill my career with this aldo montoya gimmick
3: that's what it was
2: <laughs> you gotta admit that you know who was, aldo
0: montoya was right
2: that line was just incredible
0: Oh, you fuck! Good for
2: you. Uh, I'm arresting you for lewd public conduct. Lawler goes to throw heat into the crowd. Snow beats him down. Suplexes the ref for some reason. King gets uh, a brief advantage, but then he gets heed twice. And uh he gives him heed. Security gets heed too.
0: Oh, you have to say they. They say it. They go. They give him. Oh, he gave him heads. He, he gives him heed. Gives him heed.
2: Yeah. Take heed. Get head.
0: <laughs> Yo, it is pouring here. Same we area. may need to wrap this shit up before the power goes out. I know, right? Well, let's get on with it. Cole
2: is with Austin. Can you trust Taker? Austin doesn't trust anybody, and Taker can't trust me either. There you go. Owen and Mark Henry versus uh, Severin and Shamrock. Slaughter sends the nation to the back. DX breaks the whole thing up. It's a, It's a DQ.
0: Missed opportunity with Saverin and Shemrock being a a, a tag team. I know, right? I don't know why. As soon as I saw them together, I was like, oh, what a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. But those two had so much fucking ego between them with UFC enough, it would never have worked. Nope. Nope, nope,
2: nope. Uh, LOD 2000 of the ring. Kane's music hits. Kane and Mankind come out as announced as opponents. Apparently, it's a tag team rumble. I didn't watch this. Kane and Mankind won. Um, And this is where everything just devolves into the main event. So you've already got Kane and Mankind in the ring. Uh, Bearer Mankind cut a promo as the cage lowers. Austin comes to the ring first. He waits for Taker. Taker's announced twice, doesn't come to the ring. Mankind and Kane just come out to the floor to beat down Austin. And Bearer locks himself in the cage. And at first I'm like, are you that much of a pussy? Like, is that the angle? Is the angle that you're a pussy so you're going to lock yourself in the cage so they can fight outside of it? And no, it was so that Undertaker could come through the canvas and attack Bearer with the door locked. Nobody could get to it. And in a mirror of the fucking main event from Nitro, Kane decides the best way to get the, into the cage, because he obviously doesn't remember when he ripped the door off before, is to climb to the top of the cage. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, that did not occur to me. That did not occur to me. That's fucking awesome. Maybe they reinforced it after '97. Yeah. He kind of ruined things. Well, I will say it's a very iconic moment because after Austin fights off mankind, he climbs the roof, or climbs to the roof. And it's a very iconic moment that people remember of him walking across the cage. And you see all the lights flashing, everybody's cameras, and him just going right at Kane. And you know it's pretty much where they're going off air, but it, it, this whole thing was just fantastic. And we're leading towards King of the Ring '98, and it's funny because it's not the first time we're gonna—it's not the last time we're gonna see this cage prior to King of the Ring. I remember this; WWE was spending a lot of money in bringing this shit weekly to show before Mm -hmm. King of the Ring. But, try to remember, the final two matches of King of the Ring 98, that cage plays a part, so you might as well keep it going all the way through. Right. And Bearer is bloodied. Oh, yeah, he's busted
2: wide open. Yeah, he's busted wide open, and Taker's just beating the
0: shit out of him. It's a great ending to Raw. It was. Better version than the cage... Clusterfuck of, well, I don't know how to lift it. Oh, how do I get in? Oh, yeah. let me pull on this. Oh, let me. At least it was. It was a planned thing for you know, yeah. Good raw, good raw. I'm excited. Gotta be honest, ma'am. Oh, I I'm gonna have a very special story. Not only next week as a top topic, but on a very special story when we get to the King of the Ring '98, because I remember where I was at that boy's house, and there's a very amazingly funny story that goes along with us and i just can't wait but oh god it never gets old watching mankind get thrown off the cage i can't wait it's a couple (laughs) of weeks away baby that's right you ever feel like you look outside and looks like there's a fire in the sky recently yes Hmm. let's talk about that (laughs) Yeah, I gave the name of the, the movie away. So, <laughs> a movie with uh, DB Sweeney and some other guys, some other people. And apparently, this is it, this is a, a, a true story about. Um, you have this guy, a bunch of these guys. They are lumberjacks, mm-hmm. and they. Oh God, the state is just just slipping away from me. But it was like one of those, like Montana, Wyoming, kind of like you know, I believe it's something like that. Maybe Nebraska. F- fucking, I don't know, Mexico. Whatever. Um, And you know who's in this movie is the guy who plays uh, Terminator 2, the villain.
2: Patrick. Something Patrick.
0: Yeah, 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 that guy. Yep. He is a, a part of the crew as well. And it's funny because he has long hair at one point and has a beard. He kind of looks like Roddy Piper. Always thought that was Roddy Piper playing the part. But let's get down to what this movie's about look at if you may or may not have heard last week here in new york it looked like there is a fucking fire in the sky it looked like everything was in sepia mode it looked like i i knew right there on the spot i will never ever need a set of yellow tinted glasses right i realize that's just not my jam baby smelled like campfire outside the whole time it smelled like quebec was on fire and oh, pretty much that's what happened. <laughs> but it kind of brought me back because I you know, said the word fire in the sky. And it's funny because just a couple of weeks ago while I was chainsawing down some trees, I had mentioned to you, have we watched this or have we talked about this movie before? And you had seen it. I had seen it. It's a It's a movie that was on HBO like all the time when we were younger. And there's some very obscene shit to see. And I don't mean like obscene like rape. <laughs> um, this movie is about, when we talk about a fire in the sky, it is a UFO kind of movie. I steer very clear from this kind of shit. Mm. I generally do. Um, I don't necessarily believe in UFOs, aliens, all that kind of stuff, or, or it's that, or I just don't really give a shit if that makes sense. But this movie got me because these guys are just on the way back from cutting down some trees and there's like five guys all together and they see this light in the sky it looks like something's on fire and they try to follow what it is because it's a fire in the forest whatever and they get there and it's just a, a this weird light in the sky that is a burned red you know it like pulsating And DB Sweeney um and I I god damn why am i blanking on the name of his uh his character right now for the, for the life of me Um They're trying to get him To come back Into the truck And then all of a sudden And I may have Referenced this before This is the only time I've ever referenced this I remember it now When Rebby Or Rebel Rebel was thrown out of a match at full gear or something like that. She did this weird jump where she looked up in the sky, put her arms down, and screamed. Yep. And I go, "Yo, she looks like uh, Travis, Travis Walton. Walton." That's that. Oh, I just got God damn, Fuck you. I, you Googled. I found it in my oh, head. Good anyway, for you. yeah, whatever. So she did that move. It's kind of like what she. I don't think she did it on purpose. She just did a weird scream right. like that. But. That's what he does. He does this weird thing. And and they all watch his buddy like kind of getting sucked through the face, the eyes. And then all of a sudden he lifts up in the air and just slams down to the ground. And what does that Patrick guy do? Hit that gas like a motherfucker. Let's get out of here. They assumed him for dead. Um, there was smoke and everything. They go back and he's missing and he's gone for three days. These guys take lie detectors tests, um, the whole town thinks that they all fucking murdered him right because where is he yeah. and they're testing like and there's this one guy in there uh, his name is Dallas and he's the badass of the group and he has a very uh just a bad history with Travis and they're and it's funny because they all do lie detector like well everybody was everybody was on Dallas well he was all keyed up because he's like the guy who's on drugs and shit all the time right
2: uh, <laughs> Robert Patrick.
0: Robert Patrick, thank you. And then at uh, after three days, Mike, the guy who look uh, Patrick, uh, he gets a phone call, and it's Travis, and he goes to this motel, and there's his buddy, naked as this fucking up. day he was born. Yep, doesn't want to be touched. Um, and, you know, they bring him to the hospital trying to see if he's okay. And I'm like, all right, you know, this is all right. The movie's not bad. All right. And then they're having a homecoming party because he's three days away. He hasn't said a goddamn word. What should we do? Let's put 50 people in the middle of his fucking living room and make this goddamn dude freak out. Yep. To the point that he's sitting under a table yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> And a bottle of syrup just tips over and pours slowly. And as soon as it touches his face, this dude has PTSD as a flashback and is just gone mentally. And from here, for pretty much almost to the end of the movie, out of it. And we get to see his occurrence in the other life, if you want to call it, his abduction. Bro, I. I do not know how to describe some of this shit. Like, okay, cool part. You get to float around lifelessly, or not lifelessly, uh weightlessly, right? Moving around. Uh-huh. He finds the spacesuits. Finds that okay, okay. Or, or he sees like alien things, like, okay, they're spacesuits, whatever, and all of a sudden gets sucked into this spot. And Jesus, I mean, out of nowhere, a bunch of aliens, and they are ugly little motherfuckers. Strap him to a table with the biggest giant latex thing ever. Only oh, that's cutting right. a little bit I forgot of, about that. And you see his whole body trying to move and breathe. He can't. They cut just a tiny hole in his mouth for him to breathe. And then they slowly put the, or not slowly, they they give this giant glob of jelly into his fucking mouth.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Intubate him to shut him up. Yep. And then put that. Uh. Yep. That that intubate. And then. You see this thing going down this pin that's about to drop right into his eye. And they do it like the thing lasts about a good 60 seconds of how long this thing is dropping. And just before it stops, or before it happens, we're back to present day. But Jesus Christ. And this thing gave me nightmares. No lie. I'm like, no bullshit. That's not even a lie. Professor lost his shit from this movie. But it was like. I'll watch it again. I'll see. I'll watch it tonight if I want to. It's weird. I'll cry. I don't care. I'm a fucking man. I'll cry about aliens. um, And him and the uh, and Mike, his old lumberjack buddy, they become friends again in the very end. And, you know, it all is well. But, dude, if you want to just see some really weird, fucked up shit about alien life form, maybe this is the reason I don't like watching some of those movies. And I'm like, I don't believe in it. <laughs> I don't believe it. That guy took, to, yeah, that's not real, right? So, Travis Walton. I guess. Was
2: a, Travis Walton was an extra in the movie. He, he is, yeah. Travis
0: Walton. He was also. He's on- in, uh, I believe, the courthouse, or when everybody's on yep. all like the, uh, the town meeting, yelling and shit. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was also on Rogan,
2: and he actually mm-hmm. talks about the real thing. So his story was, you know, same thing. Guys, a bunch of loggers, they get done. He gets sucked up. They go to check out the light. They leave. They come back. He's not there. Um, but apparently his story is like it wasn't because in the movie they make it seem more of a like, oh, we're at your foreign life form. We're going to probe you and we're going to find shit out. Travis Walton's story is that he was abducted and the aliens kept him because he was broken and they fixed him and they brought and then they brought him back. Yeah, it's fucked up to hear him talk about it. Yeah, so Hollywood's
0: like, ah, I don't like that yeah, version. Pretty much. Let's say we stuff some shit in your eye <laughs> and put some jelly in your mouth and put some latex over it so you couldn't breathe. Yep, that seems way better. Yep, no, hundred percent. And make other people scared of maple syrup the rest of their fucking exactly, life. Exactly right. Yeah, I remember that
2: fucking maple syrup scene. It was filmed pretty nice because it did kick off the whole fucking. It PTSD, was so. <laughs>
0: If you have not watched it, I don't know. I It may be out there on certain platforms. Um, I know I have it personally on DVD and shit. It, it's just a really weird movie, but at the same point, um, it was more mainstream, I feel like, than a lot of UFO or alien abduction kind of movies were at that point, minus Alien. Right, which wasn't really an abduction movie at all. Exactly.
2: I mean, this was a pretty big production. I mean, there's fucking commercials for it. You saw them on TV. It was in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a pretty fucking big movie when it
0: came and out. And the cast is not shy of, of uh, no. a lot of names. I mean, even the cop that's looking after him. Um, Jesus, the cop that's going after him, if I'm not mistaken, is Maverick's father. It is. In... Uh, Bro No. Brolin. No, Garner. James Garner. James Garner. Exactly. So... It had a lot of big name people in this movie. Look at if you want to be freaked out a little bit. Like I said, it's not one of those like straight up UFO movies. It's more about the missing of a right. uh, local guy that everybody knows. But great movie, very big fan. <clears throat> Fire in the sky. Like I said last week here in New York, I was like, ah, oh, we're all dying. Here it is. <laughs> They're taking over. Oh, love they coming. Oh, baby. But next week, next week, I am going to tell you about one night in Fresno. That's right, baby. Where'd you meet him? Last week, ODM gave up a very big story about his one night in Toronto. Well, I got one night in Fresno, baby. And let me just tell you right now, it ends with the worst disgusting sexual encounter I've ever heard of in my entire life. Was she 15? And it wasn't mine. I gotta say right now, it wasn't mine. I may do those on a nightly basis, but this was the worst one. Here we go. We'll talk to you next week. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He is ODM. He's got five words to close out this show. It's not easy
2: being Wheezy. <laughs> The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks!
0: It is the Monday Night Wars. It's the best transition I could bring in, man. I know, fuck it. I got to start over. Jesus. Hang on. I don't like it. <laughs> Power weight's hell of a drug. I got, that's funny. I, I'm overdosing on electrolytes. Give me a second. I got it. I got it.